0: The Way Spellcast with Sorceress
1: Chisholm. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Way Spellcast. I am your hostess, Sorceress Chisholm. Thank you for joining me yet again for another month, another full moon in Leo. So, I'll be telling you all about that tonight and a tarot card as usual. And today I've got an interview for you, dear listener. Finally, the first interview of 2023, I sat down on Zoom with the lovely Annalise Nakahara Knight and we talked about music and the power of singing. And it's such an inspiring interview for this Leo moon, which is all about the cat singing in the night, baby. Meow. So I'm hoping that you are well out there, wherever you may be listening from. And uh, thank you for tuning in. So let's get underway. I want to tell you a little bit about this Leo full moon It's a pretty powerful lunation. It's um, in the sign of the lion. It is a fixed fire sign. And the Leo is typically a masculine kind of energy, but there is the feminine cat-like energy there as well. It rules the heart. And Leo is all about performance it's all about big hair it's all about glamour it's all about ma- majesty and glory and all of those good things that you associate with cats right and lions and 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 theater there's theater there's drama about leo is ruled by the sun And, yeah, it is about being the center of the universe in a way. It's um, self-awareness, self-worth, it's playfulness. These are the positive sides of Leo and... When Leo is vibrating at a high frequency, it's affectionate, it's warm, it's inspiring, artistic, charismatic, it's humorous, it's generous, it's confident, it's noble, it's majestic, it's self-made. These are the positive attributes to Leo. On the flip side, Leo can also be very attention-seeking very sulky and moody, proud, antagonistic, bit of a drama queen, selfish, insecure, self-centred, and oblivious to others' needs. So it is a choice Leo has to make as to whether to go and annihilate like the goddess Sekhmet did, the lion-headed goddess of the Egyptian pantheon, and... Uh, just decimate everybody because you can because it's like there is this fire bestial primal energy that can come up, you know, anger may come through. It's a bit of a tight situation right now. this Leo moon is squaring Uranus in Taurus. It's a pretty tight it's a pretty tight square there. They're only two degrees apart. So Uranus being in Taurus has been, is, has been in Taurus for the last four years, four or five years. It's halfway through its jaunt in Taurus. And Uranus is about disruption. Uranus is about revolution, alchemy, magic, unexpected events. So this square to the Leo moon is a really dynamic time for growth, the kind of growth that feels like that friction that a pearl must feel when it's being scraped from the inside of that oyster with all the sand. And it is painful. You are recognizing things about yourself that maybe, hang on, maybe that's something I need to temper, right? Pride is a big thing about with Leo. And I've got a couple of planets in Leo. So this is rubbing me the wrong way. You know, like cats hate being rubbed the wrong way. So right now this universe is kind of rubbing the cat the wrong way a bit, but it depends on, you know, cats are pretty resourceful. They're pretty good at evasion. They're pretty good at, uh, you know, just avoiding whatever said distraction or Um, situation that is causing them to be, um, you know, disturbed. They're able to get out of it, right? And um, so this is kind of, it's a tricky time. It's a tricky time. Um, But it's really good for recognizing old patterns and triggers and gaining a new understanding of the self, And endeavours in artistic pursuits are particularly beneficial right now. So art and painting, music, things like that. That's all Leo's domain, you know, the performing cat, right? Many of the world's best performers are Leo's. So it's also about maturity, recognising maturity over ego reactions Or responses, and that's what this square is doing. It is bringing stuff up that may be creating some friction within you. So it's really important right now to take a breath. So I think I need to take a breath because it's really been affecting me. Um, And stay playful, stay optimistic. Don't let others' pettiness or narcissism phase you. Avoid drama queens. Avoid being a drama queen. And attention-seeking behavior. This is the advice from Leo, the queen or the king, okay? You would never see a king lower themselves to base behavior. It's that kind of, okay, we need to make a decision to be a leader here and to be mature. You know, you could be catty, you could be snarky, it, that's one way of doing things, but really, it's not the ideal way. So that's what this full moon is telling me. That's the advice. <laughs> that's the the downloads that I seem to be getting. Um, and it is, of course, uh, opposing the sun in Aquarius. And Aquarius is about the future. It's about the community. It's about sort of the the yeah humanity. So it's very, very much in contrast with Leo, which is very, very, can be very self-centered, okay? And it's all about me, okay? So this is about that axis of the collective versus the self and finding the balance there. So what else have I got here? Mercury has finally decided to go completely direct. He's leaving the retrograde loop, tomorrow, February 7th. Yay, finally, we're going to get this show on the road. Mars is still coming out of that loop. Mars went retrograde back in October and it's still taking its sweet time coming back out of its retrograde loop and that will be around March 16th. So hopefully by then things won't be as um, passive aggressive (laughs) on many fronts and uh, it will hopefully Reveal new ways of action and communication. So, on that note, that's all I have for you on the Astro this month. Okay, listeners, now it's time for our monthly tarot card. Got the old faithful right away. month we worked with the Emily Dickinson Tarot and it was the Ace of Wands. And indeed there has been quite a new, feel, fresh feeling about in the last month. It has been for me very creative. Um, my band, The Raven's Tale, did their first show on February 3rd just last week to Great success. It was wonderful to be back on the stage and performing. So, the Leo moon is definitely influencing artistic pursuits, performance, things like that. So, in was last week as well, the uh, festival sacred to the Irish goddess Brie or Saint Brigid, as she is also known. One of the rare. Pagan goddesses who was able to uh, be canonized by the Catholic Church. So there you go. And, uh, yeah, what else? We had the Lunar New Year, Year of the Rabbit. So we've had a few little initiations in these past few weeks, which is great, which is always a good thing. So let's ask the cards what we need to know for this month. What is it that will help us? get through this time of growth it's kind of uncomfortable it's coming out of the chrysalis it's shedding the skin it's recognizing what is no longer necessary what's what 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 is it that you want to take with you on this journey so let's ask the cards What is our guiding card for this month? Onegaishimasu. Okay, let's see. Yeah, okay. We've got the Eight of Cups. I'll describe the card for you. So there is a cloaked figure with a white staff wearing a red cloak and red boots. And it seems that they are walking maybe through like waterlands or kind of a pretty desolate kind of environment. There's rocks. It's kind of like um, on the shore, on the shoreline or something like that. And up in the sky is... a An eclipse occurring. And behind the figure, the figure is walking away, so we can't see their face. On the sand in the foreground are eight cups. And this card to me is saying, shifting, moving on, leaving behind old emotions cups represents emotions it is traditionally assigned to the element of water so there are eight cups so perhaps in your life there may be eight emotions or eight areas of your life that are creating emotional responses that maybe it's time to walk away from you could be moving house you could be changing jobs The red cloak and the red shoes, that's, to me, that indicates rebirth. You know, it's the color of blood. It's the color of fire. It's very leonine energy. Red is very powerful, and it represents a new way of seeing things, possibly even making sacrifices. But it is a quiet card. It's a meditative card. The eclipse in the sky. Uh, It reminds me of the eclipse that we had last year in Taurus, which was uh, three months ago. If you can recall what happened to you during that time, perhaps go over your journals and uh, see what was happening for you there, or you could even go and listen to the podcast that I did back then for any kind of... hmm. What was happening at that time? How can you relate it to now? So that's what this card is saying. Eight of cups. Hmm. Something to uh, consider. All right. Blessed be. Hello and welcome to the Witch Way Spellcast interview section. I have the great pleasure of uh, introducing Ms. Annalise Nakahara-Knight. Hello, Annie. How are you today?
2: I'm very well, Saoirse. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thank you for joining us on the Spellcast. We've been trying to get this interview happening for a while, and I'm so glad we finally got around to it. It's been a busy year. Happy New Year.
2: Happy New Year. Thank you so much for inviting me.
1: Oh, you're very, very welcome. Um, You are the first guest of
2: 2023, so yay. Ooh, woohoo,
1: nice. (laughs) (laughs) So a little background information for our listeners. Um, Annie and I met quite a few years ago when I was interviewing for a singing job, singing for children here in Tokyo. And then we kind of threw, you know, the avenues and channels and the the, the community that is Tokyo, the musical community, of course. We reconnected and have since been um, working together and playing together and Annie's got many strings to her bow. And so we're <laughs> going to talk about your, um, your, your career as a singer, as a musician. Can you tell us a little bit about um, how long you've been in Tokyo and where you're from originally?
2: For sure. Well, gosh, it's almost my um, 20th year. Oh, no, my, well, my 20th anniversary in wow. Japan. Yeah, and I, it feels really strange saying that because, like a lot of people, I, I didn't mean to, to come to Japan and stay this long. <laughs> but, yeah, I. Um, so it's coming up for 20 years. Um, I've been in Tokyo that whole time mm-hmm. in a few different areas in Tokyo. Um, and I guess... Uh, yeah you mentioned I I do sort of lots of different things but um, I would hope to sort of think of myself as a community music making facilitator Um, so I do that in sort of different ways Um, and we've uh, had opportunities to sing together just in a very casual way which is always a lot of fun and, of course, we, we've um, sung together in more formal situations, which is also very fun. Yes. Um, yeah.
1: And we'll be talking about that a little bit later on. Great. First, why don't you tell us a little bit about your new project with Stephanie Kawai, who is a midwife here in Tokyo, and the mother song uh, community singing group that you've recently started
2: yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, Stephanie can't be with us today. She's so she's actually um, a doula, a birth doula. Oh, so, she's a doula. Yeah, not, yeah. So not a midwife, but um, she does great work, um, mostly in Tokyo, but actually supports people um, throughout Japan um, with um, births. Mm-hmm. Um, and last year we started up uh, a new community project um, called Mother Song and uh, really, Mother's song is um, I don't want to say choir because that sounds really formal. But we're basically a group of women who come together to sing and um, yeah enjoy uh, enjoy singing in harmony together. Um, so through Stephanie's work and through various um, things that I've done in Japan, we felt there was a real need for women to connect. Um, a lot of women we noticed through our work were isolated, um, which was you know made even worse by the pandemic. Mm. And we, we Stephanie and I, have sung together um, for years, and we know we've experienced you know the benefits of singing for ourselves. And so we wanted to make a, a safe space for any women to come and sing um, together. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, we started last year, Mother Song, uh, and I have to say the name we called it Mother Song, um, but it's slightly misleading because it's not just for people who are mothers. Um, it's for it's for any women who would like to sing, um, and actually the sort of act of singing together in the group is sort of the mothering aspect. So Mm. that was, um, the the name can be misleading, but we welcome all women.
1: Mm -hmm. That's great. I'm hoping to join soon. One of the sessions I haven't been able to yet because of my schedule, but I would love to join in and be a part of that. You talk about the benefits of singing. Yeah. What can you tell us about the benefits
2: Oh, my goodness. Well, singing is just so good for you. Um, It's so good for your body and your mind. So, um, of course, we have to think about our breathing when we're singing. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we take a breath in and we sing a phrase out. Um, So um, our our out breath is longer than our in breath. Um, You know, consistent singing can help um, with lung capacity, Mm -hmm. can help regulate breathing. Uh, When we sing, we think about our posture and we hold ourselves um, in a good way. And we can, um, uh, you know, you can even release some tension in your muscles Mm. through singing. Mm -hmm. Um, There's even I mean, there's so many studies on this, but there's, you know, one study has shown that actually um, singing can help um, with pain relief. Yeah, right. Which is quite which is amazing, right? Um, and also um there are also studies that show that singing can um help you maintain a healthy immune system. Yeah. Um one part of singing, um, when you sing, um the stress hormone cortisol um can be reduced or regulated, is perhaps a better way. Um so through singing, we can regulate the stress hormone cortisol. <clears throat> Which is very beneficial. Um, uh, so these are, you know, physical things that are happening. Um, yeah. And in, uh, uh, in the other, on the other hand, um, you know, for your your mental well being, singing um, releases, you know, all these happy hormones. You know, endorphins, dopamine, serotonin, right. um, which you know these all these happy, feel good um, hormones, um, and actually also releases oxytocin. Which um, can alleviate anxiety and stress. So you know, we we always we often get that feeling, right? When you have had a good sing, you just like, ah, oh, you feel so good.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> right, <laughs> definitely. I,
2: I, I know we both experience that regularly. I, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, you know, when they go to karaoke, you know, a huge part of it, well, maybe maybe a huge part of it is possibly the alcohol but, but, that goes along with karaoke. But, yeah. <laughs> but take out the alcohol and you're still getting all these um, really feel good, um, you know, hormones and um, Endorphins. natural way. Mm. Yeah. So it's, singing can be a real um, sort of natural antidepressant. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's a catharsis, I mean, it's, isn't it? You're absolutely. able to... You know, like primal scream therapy, yes. yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although screaming is not good for your voice, I have heard. No. But singing, <laughs> absolutely, it is a major stress reliever, and could possibly. I'm, I'm not a doctor, but it could lower your blood pressure. It could. It yeah. could um, maintain all sorts of uh, you know vital functions to keep yourself well. Yeah, mental yeah. mental health. I think as well for
2: sure mm-hmm. for sure and this is this is one of the main reasons that stephanie and i wanted to you know have this safe space for for um people to come and sing even if they don't consider themselves a great singer or even a good singer mm-hmm. um so we actually we've had oh my goodness how many sessions have we had now five or six I, I, yeah i can't remember off the top yeah. of my head but we've had uh, quite a good few sessions, and we've had a really great range of people coming. So um, we've had uh, music teachers, uh, music therapists, um, people who are we had professional violinists, um, and then we have people who were. Um, stopped from joining their school choir because they were told they were tone deaf. Wow, so, yeah, um,
1: that's traumatising for a lot of people to hear that. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely, absolutely traumatising, and it's really common. A lot of yeah. people are told by music teachers, like they mm. don't sing, which mm. I find very um, upsetting, and, of course, for people who hear that they're you know, mm. it's traumatising, and they might want to sing but just feel too um, traumatised to, mm-hmm. to sing with other people or you know yeah that somebody might hear them yeah so yeah we, that's great we, yeah we, we welcome everybody we don't judge anybody's singing voice we you know we believe that everybody has a beautiful voice mm-hmm. and um I hope that we make it accessible to everybody and you know people can take it um, at their own um, at their own pace so sure we have you know, we sing um, some really simple harmonies um, and we, we give options. You know, if you want to try this, you can try this. If you want to stick where you are, stay where you are. So it's really um, uh, it's
1: accessible,
2: it's, it's accessible and mm-hmm. uh, there's no pressure. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. How many people do you generally have in a session?
2: we've had i think the most we've had has been about 25 mm-hmm. the last time we had about eight i think is the fewest we've had okay um so, so anywhere but
1: be, mm, anywhere yeah. between eight and 20 odd people yeah, yeah. and yeah. at this point you're still wearing masks
2: yes we're mm, still that's wearing good. masks and um we ventilate the rooms we open the, the windows and doors and have mm-hmm. a break and um, yeah, we ask people to wear masks. Um, and hopefully when the weather gets a little bit warmer, we'd love to do some singing outside where we can have a lot of fresh air and, you know, take our masks off. Sure. We're, you know, much,
1: we're, much more comfortable. Just, Great.
2: Yeah.
1: So, so, Annie, where are you from originally?
2: Oh, yeah, I didn't say. I'm, I grew up in Scotland.
1: Okay. So and yeah. before you came to Japan, were you working in music in Scotland?
2: No, I was, um, before I came to Japan, so I studied music at university, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which actually put me off music for many years. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I know. So it's really, yeah. I, and it's actually, um, I had a real, um, what's it called? Imposter syndrome. I still do, oh, you yeah. know, um, because I was studying music with some really, really amazing people. Mm-hmm. And um, I think uh, for a long time I was too embarrassed to make music and felt so intimidated, inadequate, intimidated, yeah. inadequate. Yeah. Um. And obviously I've got over that now, and sure. it's it's why I feel passionate about helping other people, you know, connect with their their voice and t- to make music and you know in any way they can. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's. Um, You got got the foundation. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, so I studied music and then I moved to France and I was teaching English in France for about a year. And then from there, I moved to Japan to teach English, as many of us do. Many of us us do do. (laughs) and
1: continue to do.
2: (laughs) Right, right.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: Yeah, so um, when I had my daughter, I think that's really when I started to feel... It was actually like a physical need to sing again. Mm. Um, it was a really quite a strong um, a strong need. And um, that's when I got over my fear of, you know, making music. And uh, I started teaching a family music program um, mm-hmm. and helping parents connect with their musical selves so that they can raise their children musically.
1: Oh, kids um, love music don't oh, yeah. they they respond yeah. it's like one of the first things they respond to oh
2: my even gosh, yeah.
1: before they start speaking themselves it's like oh, yeah. you see the light go on like what oh my gosh what's this yeah. music what's this thing
2: <laughs> <laughs> even, Fantastic. You know, even in utero you know they're they're yeah hearing, apparently
1: you know, so yeah they're listening yeah. on the other side
2: <laughs> yeah and they know your voice you know yeah. right? when they're born they already know your voice sure. so yeah, so that's um, that's another way I was trying to, you know, bring music into the community and help people get over their inhibitions with music or, you know, traumas that they have with um, singing in front of other people.
1: So you're like a music therapist.
2: <laughs> oh, I mean, oh my gosh! Well, actually, my sister is actually a music therapist. Um, oh really? She, yeah, she works with um, mostly with dementia patients. Uh huh. Um, but um, I mean, I, I. Through my, you know, through my issues with making music and feeling inadequate and all that, I, I hope that I'm able to help other people get mm. over, the, you know, over that barrier. Mm. And it's, you know, I, I always sort of think, you know, music, music should be for everybody. You know, you, you should sing um, and have fun and play with music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then through, you know, doing that, you, you you know, you create a musical environment for, you know, your family, for your kids, and they grow up knowing that you know music is part of life it should be for everybody
1: do the mothers bring along their children to mother song events
2: yeah yeah absolutely we've had um i think their youngest one was less than 2 months old wow uh, yeah which is that's a of, new we, human yeah <laughs> and we had uh, a couple of toddlers and you know you can actually hear them sometimes you know um sometimes singing in in their way um often the sort of you know the tonic of whatever we're singing you'll hear "Ah." (laughs) yeah and because you know it's difficult it's difficult if you've if you've got kids and you want to go out and meet people and you want to go and join a choir or whatever it's often um you know prohibitive so we welcome people with their with their little ones their wee ones great it's very relaxed you know it's not we're Mm -hmm. not we're not stuffy we don't use sheet music we learn everything by ear um we I, I, actually now I've started writing sort of lyrics on the board because um it can be tricky if we're singing you know something with a little bit um complicated lyrics right so but we know we're it's we don't expect anyone to be able to read music mm-hmm. um it's really really relaxed you
1: break it down and it's easy to yeah to participate that's great yeah um, so, if people wanted to get involved in the events, uh, where can they find you?
2: Uh, if they are interested in coming to a Mother Song session, they can check us out on social media. So we have Facebook page which mm-hmm. is Mother Song, and we have Instagram which I think is Mother Song Japan. The witch way spellcast with sorceress Chisholm.
1: You are listening to the Which Way Spellcast and I am joined by Annalise Nakahara-Knight and we have been talking about her musical adventures in Tokyo. She is a facilitator of music. She is running the twice monthly event called Mother Song that she's running with uh, her friend Stephanie Kawai and it's uh, only just started up but hopefully will be running throughout the year. And also, Annie, um, you and I are currently working on an interesting project. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about that?
2: Ooh, are we talking about the gala?
1: We're talking about the gala, baby.
2: Oh, yeah, excellent. Well, (laughs) um, (laughs) last year we did the gala as well. We, We sang... At a benefit gala for the NPO um, Refugees Empowerment International, mm-hmm. and that was fun, wasn't it? That was so that was much great. Fun. Um, and at the I, Hilton, at the Hilton Hotel, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it was a gala to raise money for this great um, uh, NPO, mm-hmm. which supports refugees. Um, And apparently we went down like a storm and they asked us to come back, as you know. Mm -hmm. So this year in March, um, I believe it's March 10th, uh, we will be singing at the Conrad Hotel um, as part of this gala, raising funds for REI.
1: Yes. And And, um, um, we've been working on three songs, haven't we? Not going to give anything away yet, but... um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's a really fantastic, uh, combination of songs and they're, they're not just in English. They're also in different languages. Yeah. So one of them is, um, Zidele song is Zidele? from where?
2: Well, it's, uh, it's a, it's, it's a Zulu phrase. It's wow. a, in the Zulu language, but it hasn't, uh, yeah, it's been, it's written by a person called Bruce Knight actually. Okay. But yeah. So it's the, um, based on a Zulu phrase. Right. Um, and it, roughly translates as give yourself up bones as well I love so, that. <laughs> so, so I guess it's sort of saying like put your heart and soul into it mm-hmm. um which is what I hope we will do I, I
1: definitely think we will be putting our heart and soul and bones into our performance <laughs> I'm very excited how many people are going to be singing there's like a dozen of us
2: yeah about a dozen yeah
1: that's with right. in different parts and different sections layering and it's very it's very challenging for me to be like learning these new techniques of singing and different levels and um it's so
2: cool when it's great all the, pieces, the, all the parts together and yeah, you know how the voices and the voices come together and mm-hmm. some really gorgeous like crunchy harmonies that resolve and yeah i just love how all the voices come together
1: Yeah, it's going to be great. So if people want to get along to the gala event, they can look for tickets through the REI website, I imagine. Yes. At the Conrad Hotel, if you would like to come and see us perform. (laughs) I have one final question for you. I ask all my guests this question. What does magic mean to you?
2: Well, Sorsha, I knew you were going to ask me this because I listen (laughs) to your podcast. I'm a regular listener and I was thinking about it. And I think in the context of what we've been talking about today with singing, I'm going to say for me, there's magic in vibrations and those vibrations from nature. And that includes the vibrations that we make when we sing and how those vibrations sort of bounce off each other and work together, they create beauty and balance and harmony. And for me, that is magic.
0: Okay,
1: everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to the Which Way Spellcast. Thank you so much to Annalise Nakahara-Knight for that lovely interview. And um, it's inspired me, my friends, to perform a live number for you. I was thinking, okay, I usually perform a little song or I just um, pop one in from the archives, a pre-recorded song, and I haven't really done a lot of live recordings I think I've done one and um, I thought which song is appropriate for this month and this one came to mind so I'm gonna play a little song for you it's called black red blue and I hope you like it I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and um, if you do like this podcast tell your friends share it around it's um It's, um, it's, it's therapy for me. (laughs) Speaking into the void, who's listening out there? Anyway, silliness aside, stay playful, everybody. Enjoy the Leo moon. Go out there and sing like a cat. Doesn't matter if you can sing or not. Just, yeah, let it all hang out. And don't take yourselves too, too seriously either. All right. Thanks everybody. And, um, I will speak to you again next month. So here's my song, Black, Red, Blue. I'm not nervous at all about performing like this. But anyway, I hope you enjoy it. I'll catch you next time.